0: Hello and welcome to The Average Shepherd, my name is Father Sam French, and today is Sunday in the fifth week of Lent, and today's homily is called, Don't Hate the Player, Hate the Game. So let's begin. A sad reality about our fallen world is the fact that we are confronted every day with both sin and sinners. Perhaps a sadder reality about our human nature is the fact that sometimes we can't tell the difference. The key lesson from Jesus in this Sunday's Gospel is learning to condemn the sin, but not the sinner. So how should we go about doing this? Well, first of all, what we don't do is ignore the reality of sin, whether it's in the world, in ourselves, or in others. This is a major mistake of our modern world, to ignore sin by elevating tolerance to the highest social virtue. We hear this kind of attitude in sayings like, live and let live, or live according to your truth, or do whatever you want so long as you're not hurting anyone. This brand of moral tolerance is what Pope Benedict XVI called the dictatorship of relativism. In other words, nothing in this world is for certain. No one can really know what's right or wrong, and there's no such thing as objective evil. In other words, sin does not exist. But tolerating sin without ever calling it out is to allow ourselves and others to go down a path of moral confusion and ultimately self-destruction, because sin is always destructive. You'll notice in today's gospel that Jesus does not ignore the sin of the woman. He doesn't tell the woman just to go away and continue doing what she's doing. He says to her, go, and from now on, sin no more. Jesus never ignored sin, and neither should we. We should call it out for what it is, evil and destructive. But if we desire to be like the Lord, we should never fall for the temptation of condemning the sinner along with their sin. When a person commits an evil, that person is not rejected by God. God still intimately loves that person as one of his own children, just as Jesus loved the woman in today's Gospel and he desires nothing more than their repentance and their salvation. It is our Christian duty to strive after seeing others in the same way that God sees them. After all, Jesus died precisely to save sinners. He calls himself the good shepherd in the gospel because he goes after the lost. He calls himself the divine physician because he's needed most, not by the healthy, but by the sick. The reason that we cannot condemn anyone is because we as human beings lack the perspective of God. Only God sits in the position to judge because he knows every little detail of a person's life and circumstances in a way that we simply never can. As a society, we can and we should condemn evil actions and even imprison those who commit evil to prevent its destructive effects from spreading, but we cannot condemn the soul Such persons. That right belongs solely to God. The requirement to hate the sin but not the sinner is expressed beautifully in Christ's commandment that we all know to love our neighbour as ourselves. But what does that mean practically? It means looking at others with the same generosity and understanding that we give to ourselves. Each of us know that we are sinners, each of us know that at times we fall short of the glory of God in what we say, what we think, and what we do. Yet so often when we sin, we have a ready excuse at hand, like, oh, I was tired and and angry, or it was a moment of weakness, it's a bad habit that I have, or I felt pressured and they made me do it. My point is not that any of these are real excuses for wrongdoing, but just the fact that we're much quicker to excuse our own behavior than we are of others, especially when they've done something to hurt us. Jesus expertly highlights this fact when he says to the crowd, he who is without sin, cast the first stone. So if we want to love our neighbor as ourselves, we need to learn to put the shoe on the other foot. And here's a good illustration of what I mean. Imagine for a second you're at the airport and you're waiting for your flight. You're feeling a little bit peckish, so you stop at a kiosk and you buy yourself a a box of chocolate chip cookies. You put them in your bag and you go and wait at your gate. Suddenly the flight is delayed so you reach into your bag and you pull out the box. A man sitting next to you begins staring at the biscuits intently. After you take one out, he also reaches into the box, takes a biscuit and begins eating it. Every time you take one out, he reaches into the the box and takes one out also. Now at this stage you're probably at a loss for words and thinking all kinds of negative thoughts about this man. Is he crazy? Is he extremely greedy? Or is he trying to start some kind of fight? You get to the end of the box and there's one biscuit left and the man does something strange. He reaches across, takes it out, breaks it in half, eats half and then gives the other half to you. Then he just gets up and walks away without a word. Now you're left sitting there, a bit confused and probably still a bit hungry. So you go back to the kiosk and you buy yourself another box. And as you go to place that one into your bag, you realise that the original box is still in there, unopened. All of a sudden you realise that earlier you had reached into the wrong bag and taken the other man's box of cookies by mistake. Ask yourself, now what do you think of that man? Before you were thinking he was greedy, he was crazy, maybe trying to start a fight. All of a sudden, he's generous, kind, patient, tolerant, and loving. You've just experienced a paradigm shift where the man's actions are seen in an entirely new and charitable light. That's what it means to love others as we love ourselves, a willingness to mercifully give others the same benefit of the doubt that we give to ourselves. If we wish to grow in the virtue of separating sin from the sinner, It's something that we have to practice. Fortunately, for us in this country, we don't stone people for sinning, so we probably don't have to worry about literally throwing the first stone at anyone. But what about our conversations, where we can fall so easily into the patterns and the practice of gossip and taking pleasure in speaking badly of others? In everyday life, when we hear of a fault or a scandal, how do we choose to speak about politicians? or celebrities, or co-workers, or the in-laws. If someone fails or commits a sin, and then we choose to spread that news to people who really don't need to know about it, even though it's true, it's still the sin of detraction. In the case where someone hasn't committed any fault, crime, or sin, and we start or spread a rumor suggesting that they did, that's the even worse sin of slander or calumny. Engaging in gossip Detraction or slander may not deal the same damage as a physical rock, but it can damage a person's reputation and a good name, and sometimes it can damage it beyond repair. We gain absolutely nothing by taking pleasure in other people's faults or failings. So one solid way that we can love our neighbor as ourselves is to not engage, to walk away, or to put a stop to negative talk about others. Like the woman in today's Gospel, all of us need the mercy of God. As Christians, we should be agents of God's mercy, knowing how to condemn the sin but not the sinner, and training ourselves by God's grace to look upon others with the same generosity and understanding we have for ourselves. Let's pray now for that grace. Jesus Christ, our Saviour and our Lord, you said to the woman, Go and sin no more. Give us the same grace to recognize sin in our own lives and leave it behind, committing ourselves to following you in all things. Remind us always of your mercy for us, that we may learn to hate the sin but love the sinner as you do, always desiring their repentance and their salvation. We ask this in the holy name of Jesus through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word and The Average Shepherd, you can do so by leaving a positive five-star review and sharing online with your friends and family. Thank you and God bless.